Hi okay. everyone, uh, welcome to the Queen's Court. We've got a new edition of Chats from the Palace and we've got a very special guest with us tonight. It is, of course, the snake, Adam De Silva. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, cheers, Adam. Yeah, I am, uh, other than just feeling a little niffed about that bet, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, unfortunate. Mm. Yeah, I even had Arsenal to beat United. I had it. I had a You had it one. in the bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did, 1-0. It was a boring game. United are terrible, by the way, at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. United are absolutely awful, mate, I tell you. Yeah, in Europe, they've been fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah in yeah, the you, league, not so much. You get that sometimes, don't you? get teams in the league that will be rubbish and then better in, the, in Europe. Mm. Yeah, just it's crazy fixtures at the minute. It's real hard to like, because I mean, I, 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 do, I do enjoy a bit of a bet and uh, I strictly stick to football and I do better than I, than I don't, you know. And, and um, like, it's been really difficult the whole pandemic uh, kind of football season because without the crowds it's a real difference you have to read the games differently uh, home teams don't have the same they still have a little advantage but not yeah. like massive away teams mm, I don't know penalties is a tip penalties everyone scores penalties I know there'll be one or two that misses but there's no pressure well I mean there is pressure but there's no you know massive attendance and, and people like that watching you will take a kick so people scoring a lot more penalties than they're missing um, yeah. but yeah anyway you know like it, it's uh, it's hard to predict but but Man United will do all right in the end it's just they're not going to win anything but they'll 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 do all right I mean they've got good players well I'd be happy if they finish below Everton this year so Oh, yeah, I mean, I suppose I'm a, I'm a neutral just to say that going forward. I suppose you could also say I'm a Yeovil Town fan, but I haven't been a fan of Yeovil for like years and years and years. Like, I almost detest that club, but what can you do? It's, it's my club, you know. So what's, the all, all, your what's the story of your football shirt that you got on now then? Oh, Liverpool. Hmm. Uh, well, I like the shirt. It's, it's an old style <laughs> shirt, isn't it? The old candy. Uh, From the 80s, um, yeah. I played five of yeah, I play five-a-side football, and um, I, I want to get. I, we have a red team, and I keep meaning to get the red candy shirt for that. But no, I just like old shirts. I got an old Holland one, the old Euro '88 one. Um, I got an old Germany from West Germany from '90 when they beat England in penalties, and uh, I think yeah, and then this one. Oh, and I got my Man United. This is my favourite one, actually. Hold on. <laughs> I've got my washing out next to me, so that's why I've got it all in hand. But that's my favourite United one. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it reminds, reminds me of Giggsy and that. And when yeah. I was a little kid, like, I was a Man United fan um, as my second team. Because when you support non-league teams, you know, you have a, you have a Premier League team. And I, uh, yeah. my favourite player ever is Eric Cantona. Like, for me... Fantastic player. Just amazing, you know. Like, I, I know people talk a lot about your Messi's and Ronaldo's and stuff, and the games change, and those players are technically exceptional and all that kind of stuff. But there doesn't seem to be as many like Eric Cantona's, Matt Letizia's, Alan Shearer's, uh, just little genius players, Zola's, and things like that. I mean, I suppose they're probably all little Zola's now, really. <laughs> That's why they yeah. all stand out. But. But yeah, yeah, I, 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 I they were my days. But there's something about there's something about old time football, isn't there? Not like the stuff you got today a lot of the time. I mean, I'm going, I'm older than you, obviously, so uh, I can remember the 80s and late 70s. You liked Kenny Dalglish's and, and Dalglish, Norman yeah. Whitesides and that, and and those players and the, that, the actual kit they were as well, though. It was it looks so much better than the kit today. Oh yeah, the old kits were like, um, um, but I mean, like some of the materials were terrible. But yeah. like, you got, I think Adidas did this one, and uh, Adidas in the eighties had a real good run. Um, I liked like the Everton shirts with the neck, you know, like the the NEC. In fact, I've always like yeah, yeah. I've, I've always been been partial to the Spurs purple away kit they had one time. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland playing for them, I like that. Oh, the old Newcastle um, hooped one that was uh, what red and uh, blue or maroon and blue or something. But maroon and blue, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, Ginola with the collar up. But yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, yeah for me, for me, they're, they're, that's that's the days. But like, like you say about Eric Cantona, he was another one. Put the collar up and he was away. One of is iconic, wasn't it? That look of Cantona with the collar up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah. was my goal celebration. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I, I played everywhere, like as far as uh, positions. But um, I started out as a keeper, and I, uh, Schmeichel was my favourite. I mean, I, I for me, Peter Schmeichel, best goalkeeper ever lived. Uh, there just has been another one, not another one that never as good as him. And um, I used to have his Euro '92. You know that multicoloured, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I had that for years, mm. and like I, well, I was like, oh, I don't know, eight or something like that, and the top was like a large, like adult one, so it was massive. But I still wore it for games. Yeah. And I just tucked it right in, mm. and uh, but it still fit me when when I grew up. Like, <laughs> uh, it was quality, but I don't know where it is. I mean, that uh, I don't know, it's gone. 
So I, I would I would say Neville Savile was on a par with Casper uh, with Peter Schmeichel. Well, uh, actually, Nev- now he was a little bit just before me. Like, yeah, he was, like yeah, yeah. I I was aware of him at, when he was like in his late thirties and early yeah, forties. Yeah. He yeah. played for, for donkeys, but but people always said how good he was. In fairness, oh, but um, and I watched an Everton documentary about their league winning years. Uh, yeah, Kendall years. Yeah, yeah, and and he was great. And as Sheedy, I always liked Sheedy. That, that, remember, that that free kick where he puts it in one corner, ref makes him retake it, yeah. puts him in the other. It yeah, just, yeah. Like yeah. He, he, every time he stepped to take a free kick, you, you, it was a good chance he was going to score it. Just yeah, like he was actually a sublime. Mm. Anyway, I think we've bored Kirsty with our talk about old time football now. <laughs> oh yeah, no, sorry Kirsty. Uh, sorry. Yeah. The queen, the queen's Don't normally goes, she's shaking people's hands and giving out medals. That's what she normally does. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's what. And the cup final. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Okay, so 2020's been quite a strange year. How has lockdown affected you, anyway? Um. Uh, yeah, it's a good. I mean, I suppose the same for everyone, good and bad, really. I mean, I, I guess you could say that I'm lucky in that I don't have any underlying health issues and uh, and all that kind of stuff. And um, and to be honest, like I, I live, I'm I'm pretty bit. I live like kind of in isolation anyway in normal times. You know, I I pretty much I go to work. Um, I, I get home, I work out, I go get something to eat, um, and then I chill for an hour or so. But then it's just up early, do all the same again, and, and it's, 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 it's a lot of that. So I don't really, as far as work, um, I, I, I did lose work when the initial lockdown happened. I had no job and stuff, so but I got on um, universal support, um, WWE Universal Championship credit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that helped me out a bit and I'm, I'm, I'm working a bit now and stuff but it was frustrating not being able to work out that was one of the more uh, annoying things because like yeah it working out you need to do it for your aesthetics anyway you know for your physique and things um, plus it's nice to be in shape and, and that kind of stuff um, for your health and I like when I take my shirt off with girls and they like it so you know it kind of like it, it, it works all the time yeah, yeah. Well, lockdown was kind of like interesting in that. That's that's neither here nor there, actually. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's how it affects other people, I suppose. Um, mm. but, uh, uh, yeah. So, where were we? Um, working out. Yeah. So yeah, like basically uh, getting out of shape, uh, you know, and then you start getting a bit lazy because you've missed a few days, and then like say, so, okay, I, and then when the gyms aren't open, you can't do much. I mean, you can do stuff outside, and you can you know do like farmyard workouts and things. Um, which is which is cool, but also when food's restricted and all the queues and all the lines and the supermarkets, you, you can't get the same kind of food. Mm. And when you don't have a good income coming in, you can't, you know, feed yourself properly with nutritious food and things. And I mean, you can. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying it's um it's more difficult. Uh, so that's Lewis texting me telling me Spurs are winning and Arsenal won, which I don't want to know because Spurs were the last team on my other bet that was going to come in for two grand. Oh, but because no. that Bulgarian, you know, the Bulgarian side, they didn't score the second. And Ludogorets score loads all the time, and they always win for me. But it is what it is, you know. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna bet, um, you have to expect to lose 99 out of 100 bets um, and I don't bet with money I don't have to spend and it's only little bits here and there and stuff but my accuracy rate's always 8 to 9 out of 10 on every bet and you, you can say oh why don't you go for like 7 or 8 then but then you'll lose it by 1 and get 6 right it just is, is always the way it is um, but you you win one, you you do win them. You just got to keep your head and and not chase the bets. And but you can't let it get to you emotionally, which ties into what I was going to say about the working out stuff. So like when you're not working out, I, I forget sometimes how much like just release you get from your daily kind of stress and that from just smashing the bag or or, or you know just working out in general or going for a run or, or whatever it is, you know. And then when you don't have access to that, um, you you just you get more stressed, I suppose. And and you, you know you, you just think. Uh, it's just it's it's a it's a worse place to be than better. I it's a shame that gyms are closing again in this second lockdown because it it yeah. certainly helps people's mental health, doesn't it? For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean that that is a major thing, and also one of the uh, what underlying health issues that no one really talks about is obesity, and like that's another thing about working out, you know. And and but people the lockdowns, and again, I'll I'll just reiterate because anybody listening or watching or anything, everything I say is my opinions, you know. Like, I, I'm, but um like lockdown does more damage than it does good um in in that context because 
no one's talking about all the other people that i mean people have mental health issues people that make you know, the suicide rate is relatively high as it is anyway particularly for males and 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 and, and that has gone up a little bit you know from what i've read in places and not just things like that but just people say for example like i mean i, I haven't been in this situation but if you live in an abusive household whether that's a partner or a parent or whatever or, you know an abuse i don't know you know whether it's physical mental or whatever you know but so, and now you're stuck like in these scenarios and you don't have your releases and things it, it, it causes more problems um in that way and also uh like people where pe people are social so not being around a bunch of people all the time and stuff it will have an effect i mean i'm a bit of a loner so i'm used to it so that's what i said i cope with it probably better than than yeah. most yeah. but um there and, and as far as i suppose my wrestling context like uh okay in fairness like i i'm not as full-time wrestling as i'd like to be or maybe at one time i wanted to be um but i enjoy what i do you know that's why i don't wrestle all over the place everywhere and stuff i, I mean if there's something that intrigues me like i'm keen to do it and that but i'm happy with what i'm doing at the moment so i say well i'll be upw and that like, i have fun and it's cool and i have other stuff going on outside wrestling and, and that's fine yeah but for people like say i don't know i'll take a busy guy eddie eddie ryan mm. um dude that's his job you know like and, and he and he works loads he works all, all like everywhere and and like wrestling is 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 his kind of like i guess it well at least his professional core of his his life and that's literally just been taken and there's a lot of guys like that and and so you're looking at what financially they've not got anything coming in um but also from their professional development um from their experience um uh, maybe during this time and I'm not suggesting this for Eddie, but I'm just, it's just coming to my head, but like, maybe you, maybe you start gambling a little bit more. Maybe you start drinking a little bit more. Maybe you start like doing this or that, whatever. And you, you never know. And, and the longer this goes on, the, the further away from, you know, like things being good, it gets. <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. Eddie was one of the, Eddie is, Eddie's one of the hardest working guys in wrestling. He was telling us when we interviewed him that he, he used to do sometimes three matches a day at different yeah. Yeah, 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 no, um, it's true. Yeah, like the dude works hard, you know, and he's great, and 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 he and, and, he, and he he puts it in. But it's his job, it's his income. I mean, and and he makes, you know, he he does well for himself with with his merchandise, and he works hard for that because. You know, he has to. He, you know, what people don't see is okay. They may see all the boxes of it at the shows, and they may see like it all getting sold. But what they don't see is all the all the runarounds he has to go and do and get it, set it up, pay, buy it all in, and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and all his time doing his social media stuff and and all that kind of things. You know, like, but I mean, it's what he wants to do because that's what he's, he's. You know, he's Eddie. You know, so. But I mean, like, I'm just taking Eddie as an example of like a whole bunch of guys that wrestling is their like life, or wrestling is their profession, or wrestling is their and 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 to take away from the workers you know like fans too i know that wwe have stayed open i mean uh, you know all uh things on the table i don't watch wwe i don't watch wrestling like i i, I occasionally flick on like pro wrestling sheet or something and just check out the news um but i mean i i'm i talk to a lot of wrestling people so if there's something going on i generally hear about it but yeah. like the most i kind of take from wrestling is I, I listen to Jim Ross's podcast um which I really enjoy like I, I, I put one of those on when I go to bed um generally Jim Ross not gonna fall asleep with it the problem is I stay awake listening to it and then I hear the timer go off and listen to more but I, I enjoy that <laughs> yeah. um the, the Bruce Pritchard one's decent it can be hit and miss with episodes but and, and I'll enjoy Eric Bischoff because my my interest in wrestling is more the business side as opposed to the in ring side. So like, I, I like, and that's why I enjoy Jim Ross's as well. I recommended to Dom he should listen to it because Dom is like officially the head of talent relations. Yeah. yeah. Jim Ross drops a lot of knowledge about how he kind of um, did the job and and, and that because you know you've got you look at the roster at the time and and okay not not just the roster but you look at you look at where the business was and and, and when jim ross was there when they're having the surge in the actual era but like a lot, a lot of things came together really well uh first going again no uh it's oh okay it's nothing it's either it's, see with lewis it's either like something to do with tottenham it's either something to do with uh ufc which that one is or it's something to do with uh donald trump and joe biden and Hunter <laughs> biden and all those kind of things like that uh yeah he's become somewhat of a of a journalist you know yeah. <laughs> an, yeah. an actual one an investigative journalist you know yeah. i mean dude i mean i don't want to go down the rabbit holes because we could go on for it all, all night but, but like yeah. it's just cr crazy stuff man. crazy yeah stuff. i bet it is yeah mm -hmm. So, um, 
After the success of Serious Foul Play winning the war with Big League last year, everything looked really rosy for you guys, but then Dan McGee lost the title. What went wrong for you guys? Well, it, yeah, I mean, Dan lost the title. That's pretty much, you know, you said it there. Uh, uh, you know, we, we, we want, I mean, you look at Dan at the start of the year. I, I, one thing with lockdown I've managed to do is that I've got access to the to the library, so I, I've I've been watching some of the some of our you know some of our stuff with SFP. I've ended up watching most of the uh, the shows, um, uh, only more of my stuff. <laughs> and uh, and and like Dan, Dan is so, Dan's been so good this last year. Like um, when I when I first met him, going back maybe a couple of years, Dan was just getting his feet wet with UPW. I mean, Dan Dan's he's way more experienced than me. I'm not saying he was getting his, his feet wet wrestling, um, but he was he was he was there and uh, and and we didn't really so I didn't really communicate with him that much. Like just seeing him and said hello and that kind of thing. And uh, and then I had a break for a while. Where I had some personal stuff going on and. Uh, then I come back and then Mark's talked to me about, uh, so we're going to do this with Dan. And uh, this is before the January anniversary show that we did the little turn thing with me and we, we made the group and that. Um, but he was saying that he, he was going to have Dan, like Dan's going to go with the cash and case thing and, and, and Castle's going to go with Dan and that. And I liked it. And, and Castle would, would uh, tell me, um, you know, like stuff going on and that. And and so when I came down and then we started working together, like we just had a rapport straight away. And I just really, and everything with SFP has been really cool since. I mean, we don't plan anything. We don't like, you know, we talk outside, you know, the ring and that quite a lot and stuff. But it, I've, I've just enjoyed having fun, um, like messing about with the guys. And, and, and like Rob, Rob's great. He's just had a, a little, little, little baby. Yeah, saw um, that. Yeah new member of the of the, of the group but yeah, yeah and, and rob's someone i didn't know before before sfp as well so so that was cool but i, I yeah I, i'm i'm pleased because it's not like we've ripped anything off um i may do a few crotch chops and stuff but that's just me in the moment you know i don't really think plus i, I mean who cares you know anyway but uh it, it's it's been cool and and, I, and i've been really sort of pleased to i've been well i'm satisfied to be in dan's corner as opposed to you know like trying to take more of a, a spotlight for myself you know like i'm happy to be a part of the team as opposed to you know being and just trying to trying to trying to do more than, than maybe i should be um and, uh, and you know an example of that would be probably my favorite thing of the year in terms of like a story or an angle is uh, the little sort of mini feud i had with josh james yeah um, it, i mean that that just sort of like we took something took something of nothing and made something of it you know it was literally a throwaway match to have on a show um i think castle was supposed to wrestle him initially because they worked a match before a previous show and that match fell through and um and i just said to mark was that because like, well, matt's got banned from Wincan or something was it <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, yeah. He can the steps. Yeah, he, yeah. He was. He wasn't allowed. <laughs> he wasn't allowed in, to be. I, you know, I didn't see that the first time round. I wasn't in that looking in that direction. But I when I saw it back, like it's kind of funny because he didn't do much to the steps, you know. Like, but they flew. Uh, but like yeah. the, that dude is he's seriously strong. Yeah. I've seen him like squat silly silly weights that um you know if, I, if i'm in a gym with him or, or anything or he, he does it at competitions and things and he lifts like his max rep like people in the gym all just like stop and they're all just looking at him just like you know, also he does doing? competitions as well does he like that yeah yeah he does yeah. he does lifting competitions yeah I've, I've i've been to been to a couple check him out um I don't know, like, uh, you'd have to maybe find out online what it is. You know, I think he's out of the Oval team or something, but uh, it's like the, the lifting strongman stuff. Um, and uh, not a well, strong person, because there are uh, girls, there are women too that do it there, some strong girls. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's like that lifting stuff you see on TV when you watch it on the Olympics, I suppose. But, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's super strong. But go, going back to Josh, so it's just like a throwaway match. And Josh hadn't done too much in UPW. He'd done a few shows here and there and that. And um, what was the first one? The first one I wasn't supposed to be wrestling. It was Brad's uh, uh, wedding anniversary. So all I wanted oh, to do was just... the wife yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to, I wanted to, to shoot on Mrs. B. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so like that's that's all I cared about the show. So I was there, and then Mark was like, "Well, let's let's, let's do a match." Yeah. And uh, it was like, yeah, okay, cool. And me and Josh were talking, and I was just like, okay, well, I've, I've got my you know dress trousers on and a belt and that. So I just thought, ah, go on, yeah, just 
get, you know, I'll, I'll whip you a couple of times with a belt, but then like at the end of it, just, just you know, just like, he's like, oh, you know, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, just hit me really, really hard. Just go for it. Because when you're in the moment, you don't, you don't think of it that much, you know, but and I remember like I was down there and the first time, the first time he goes, it's, um, oh, that, that hurts. <laughs> like, like, I don't want too many more of those. And then he's just like, wham, wham, wham. And, and, that, and that was fun and then so we had a little bit of heat going straight off and then the next show we just uh, started the show out I think I jumped him like before the match starts because that's that's something I really enjoyed doing um, and I think if you watch all my matches from like since the SFP thing I think I, I pretty much like jumpstart every match I do um, and that's a personal preference because uh, I'm not the best chain wrestler it feels very phony to me I'm not criticising chain wrestling because done right is brilliant and, uh, and especially considering I'm, I'm trained by Lance Storm um, not yeah, to quote Josh <laughs> commentator Josh uh, but but yeah uh, like Lance obviously very technical and that and um, if I'd have had more time to develop I mean I was 30 when I went to Lance's and I'd never done a minute's wrestling in a ring before like apart like the wrestling I'd done was mixed martial arts you know Greco-Roman submission grappling and that kind of stuff and, and you got to throw all that out the window uh, if you start and like pro wrestling uh, training especially when you're jumping at the deep end with Lance because you need to be uh, as pliable to learning everything that you can yeah. do in three months mm. um, but yeah so like my chain wrestling ain't great and I remember and uh, you mind me rambling on about this stuff but we also carry on, on. Talk, whatever, whatever you want to talk about <laughs> well you know it's lockdown I don't get a chance to talk to many people so yeah <laughs> I'll get going but it makes uh, a change with me talking to Kirsty all the time to be honest yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, it well, it, it ties into another tangent there um, uh, with uh, with Charleston. I remember um, one of the first oh, matches yeah. I'd had in UPW uh, was against Charleston, probably in Wing Canton, uh, and it was when we were doing the All Star Camps, me and Charleston, and we drove back to the UPW show. And it was like the fourth match I did that day, and I was pretty burnt out, but I was still very, very green, and I still am to some degree. Um, and uh, I just remember that I had a video at the time. I don't know if you would have seen it. I put it on a Facebook page. And I used to have Facebook. Um, but it's just a little like two minute promo video of me, like, you know, doing some working out and stuff. And there's a little footage yeah. and things. Yeah. And Mark had played it, like introducing Adam De Silva. And I was like the local face um, yeah. uh, for the match. Anyway, so I come out and uh, yeah, loads of like, yay, yay. yay. <laughs> And uh, and then Charleston comes out and he's doing his number one gimmick and um, he's got oh, loads of heat, great, and everyone's. And we, and so basically, we we had the crowd, right? It's like really noisy. There's like high energy. They want us to go for it. And then we go and lock up, and uh, then we just kill the crowd like within a few minutes. Match is really boring. I cringe watching it back, and not because of Charleston. It is me, like entirely. I just when 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 you're so inexperienced and you get a little better, I like to think I have. Um, at least <laughs> I was then. Um, in fact, when I would come back, when I was training, when I first got back from training, that's probably the best I was because <laughs> I was wrestling every day, four or five yeah. hours a day at Lancers. I mean, we were doing five days a week and then doing like independent shows on the weekends and things and not always working, but well, working, but not always wrestling on the shows, like doing all the other jobs too. Um, that's where I first met Omega. I did a show with him like the month I got back uh, from Lancers. But so the thing with Charleston, so anyway, so it taught me a lesson that chain wrestling just doesn't work for me. And especially when you're putting matches together with people, People. And in my circumstance, um, most people I put work with are more experienced than me, so they have seniority. So I generally tend to—I mean, I'm older than most of them because you know, I'm 36 now, and a lot of these guys are, are a lot younger. I know 36 isn't old, but in an athletic context, and how you know, some of these guys are like in their 20s or whatever, but they've been wrestling five or six years, and I've been doing it like—I guess like three or four now, I suppose. Like, it would take the year out for the, the leg break. Um, yeah. but yeah you give you give seniority to them so you don't necessarily say like if they're like okay we'll start the match out like this and do this and do that um you kind of just say okay you know if that's what you want to do we'll we'll do that uh, whereas nowadays i'm more confident in just saying look you know no <laughs> like it basically it's not great um so it, it i i because i'm not I, I get it if it was the main event of like some big long feud and you know you've got all this stuff going into it you want to build the match differently and that but most of my stuff is just you know quick in and out kind of thing so yeah. like, i like to just get in there wind the crowd up a bit make a bit of a mess and and, and get out you know like you're resting to your strength right? that's the main thing yeah yeah exactly exactly well it was it was actually matt riddle that gave me my best advice um, i was just chatting to him in the house about about some stuff i was saying that about the chain wrestling and he said to me he's just like bro uh do like when I started wrestling, like I I, I wasn't a good wrestler, um, and I probably still aren't not now. But uh, I'm a great Matt Riddle, so I just do what works for me. And I and and what I took from that was just yeah, you know what? Like so, for example, I throw shitty drop kicks, so I don't throw drop kicks. 
Uh, and like my chain wrestling, for me, I feel like it's so forced and fake that uh, for me, you know, it's like, it's not what, it's not what I would do. Like when I, if I'm getting into a fight with somebody, I'm going to get into a fight with somebody. You know, I'm going to run, jump them or, or try and take them down straight away and, and that kind of thing. And I know that there's a bit of a difference to, obviously, it's not a, a UFC kind of stuff. So, you know, and it's a different, and it's a story you're telling and all those kind of things. But there's, I just think like there's more, in my opinion, again, and I always have to state that, I, I think sometimes wrestling suffers from trying to be too traditional, but you definitely need tradi traditional kind of values in it because if it's just all car crash, then it's the crap you have on TV nowadays, in my opinion, anyway. And then like, when you go back to say like the attitude era and that, um, the, the, the in-ring wrestling on the TV shows, not necessarily the pay-per-views, but the, the shows, I mean, it's not great when you look at it, but it's so entertaining and the character, I, I couldn't give a shit for the wrestling. It's the characters I, I, I enjoyed, you know, it, it, was, it was, the wrestling was, was, was just a nice bit on the side, but it had the right mix, the right balance. But the world was different then. I mean, like the counterculture and all that kind of stuff. It was um, lightning in the bottle, so to speak. Mm. You know, wrestling's found its niche and, and, and it's cool. Like, I'm not the target audience for it. So I'm not criticizing what it is. You know, there's millions and millions of people that really enjoy it everywhere and, 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 and love it. And I used to be one of them. And it's just, it's not the the way it's evolved is not necessarily for me but I, I i really enjoy performing and being at the shows and, and being around the boys and, and 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 all that kind of stuff and and like my best memories are, are road trips you know little things that happen in matches or something like that you know or just some little funny thing but it's meeting guys that i watched growing up as a kid on tv and spending six hours one-on-one -on -one in a car with them driving yeah. you know like like cody rhodes okay i didn't watch up grow up watching him but you know me and cody had like good nine hours in a car just chilling driving Billy Gunn, million dollar, well, no, he was in the back. Um, Tajiri just sleeping on my back seat that whole car ride back to an airport. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's, 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 it's brilliant for us fans to be able to say in the Southwest we've met these wrestlers, but for you to actually spend so much time with them, it must be fantastic, mustn't it? Eh? You must have learned so much it's, from it, it, yeah, it's kind it's kind of surreal because like uh, you know you I I'm always I'm always had you always have that little bit of like fan in you you know like when you when when you're with these guys like it, it doesn't it doesn't I don't sort of I, I get the surrealness when I'm sat in McDonald's with Ken Anderson Alberto Del Rio and some guy and like just having a like milkshake and a burger at 3 a.m. in Yeovil you know it's like that's kind of like a bit of a random thing or like um, I remember after a show I was we were stood um, uh, before we would go um, going our separate ways I was just stood uh, at one of the Westland shows uh, with like Butcher, MVP, um, uh, Abyss, uh, Riddle and a couple of others and we're just there just talking and just you know like yeah. that that kind of stuff you know like I, I mean <laughs> it's just random I mean in, in like a little place like Yeovil and, and yeah. like for a few years for a few years there wrestling um, before WWE kind of set up the UK side of things which inevitably was going you know, kill off you, the, and this is kind of what people didn't see at the time and it's not WWE being evil WWE business it's what they do and, um, but it's um, you had a lot more access you had uh, wrestlers the, 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 the independent scene was huge and you know Pride were a good example of it I mean like they they, they were putting on some some really big cards and had some good crowds as well so you know it's unfortunate what really happened in the end um, just all that kind of stuff but the, the, I mean yeah like when I got back from Calgary like literally doing shows with I did a show with Ultimo Dragon a random on that show with Ultimo Dragon I tagged with Ultimo Dragon and Chris Andrews um, against uh, Lomax and Gideon and uh, I can't remember um, but uh, the point is is with Ultimo Dragon and it was a midway through the match tag six man tag and uh, <laughs> you had uh, Carlito wrestling um, Scotty Essex on the show, yeah. Shelton Benjamin wrestling um, Josh Kelly Six. Um, you had uh, oh, I can't think of I can't think of what the main event was, but like that wasn't even the main event. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, and, and I was just like, wow, okay, so it's pretty cool. Like, and, and all the shows I was doing, you were having this. I mean, and the cool thing for me was just that, like, with Pride they didn't have many people who would do driving or I don't know if like whatever, but uh, I would, they would ask me like my way of getting on the shows was going to the airport and picking up 
whoever, whether it's a Billy Gunn or a Rhino or, a, or whoever, and, and and driving say three hours, four hours down to the show, and then I might just set the ring up, and that's my that's me on the show. And it took me a few shows before I got in like a battle royal and here and there and stuff. But that was my pay, payment because <laughs> I didn't get any other. And uh, and but but that's kind of like what in terms of I don't mind doing that. That's kind of paying your dues in a way. But um, also I'm getting a one on one with uh, these guys to just kind of get it's like a, a a private lesson you know you get to pick their brain on all sorts of things um not just wrestling related but and, and it was just a great learning experience man and and, and yeah there was, there was there was just so much going on here and then eventually wwe sets up the uk stuff starts contracting people up and then starts dictating and not just them but you know and, and then the money goes out of it uh, five star who i knew the guys behind it not the money guys but the the, the dan and, and some of the others and that and it's unfortunate the plug got pulled when it did because lewis just got his hands on the booking of it the by the last show yeah. and then the money guy pulled out which things would be so much different now because um the, la- the the plymouth show was the first one that lewis had a hand in the one that i was on not because that <laughs> i only got on that because i picked up moose and yeah. pick up moose at short notice from the airport yeah. and take him, down to, take him down to plymouth and and to be fair like the spot i got was like not exactly the main event but it was well, you got yeah, such was, a cheer from it didn't you yeah i was yeah, it was, it was a great, great experience. Um, it was one, of, uh, probably one of my favourite experiences in 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 wrestling, like as a performer, um, just because of the stage. You know, like um, there was there was thousands of people there. It was pretty cool, and um, just the production. You know, so like, oh, there's lots of things to criticise about Five Star. Don't get me wrong, but like when you do shows in front of like. 50 people in a school gym and you've got a like cupboard to change in and you go from that to having like loads of different changing rooms with catering and assistants running around getting your coffee and then you do walkthroughs before things and it's live tv and there's something about when the tv goes live that everything's all like it's weird it gives you i don't know it's just a little shot in the arm sort of thing and um do you get tongue-tied or nervous when you meet big names uh no um i i guess maybe the first time like well, like yeah. when i first met lance um i was coming uh, he picked me up from the airport when i when i got there and La- I, lance was the first person in wrestling that i'd met i mean i've been to, just funny enough i'd only been to i'd been to the live the first live raw that came to england years ago and the first live smackdown i went to those shows with my brother and a couple of friends um and other than that i'd never been to any wrestling shows in my life i went to a tna show with my brother like he got some tickets and it was in manchester and kurt angle was on it no not kurt angle yeah he was yeah but and and we did a meet and greet but that was only walking shaking around saying nice to me hi 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 and all that kind of stuff i wasn't in wrestling at the time um but i think what helps with me but not being nervous with with the guys and like when lance picked me up for example that was i'm I'm not 17 18 you know i'm I'm, i was 30 at the time and Mm -hmm. i I have you know a bit of life experience behind me and 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 i'm also not like oh oh, dude what was it like when you wrestled rick flair at wrestlemania or or the undertaker and this and that stuff you know like they'll tell you that when when they're comfortable telling you it but um you want to kind of sort of be like just just kind of on a normal normal level because like you get a lot more of um of the story when like for example there's things that you're told about certain things that happen and things like that that i couldn't really say in a public forum yeah. you know and, and you wouldn't you wouldn't sort of be privy to being told that kind of stuff if they didn't feel that you know like if you do you know what i mean you know like it's just i don't know a bit, a bit too much kind of thing but but you're, no no you're like, to... Matt, sorry Carol. i was gonna say lance, lance did intimidate me though like yeah. um, he definitely did intimidate me the first time that i wrestled him in training uh like he's legit for real like so uh, when he's looking at you with with like because i thought i'd done something to piss him off you know like and, and he, he he literally he was just very intense and i didn't i didn't know how much of it was real or not real but then you know afterwards you figure out that well it's lance you know he's a total pro so but i mean that's probably the only time i've been intimidated i mean i always i'm always nervous before every match i do whether it's a, a big thing or a little thing or anything you know i'm always always nervous but then when 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 the music hits and you go out you just forget all that stuff <laughs> and i forget some of the matches too and then I, I spend like the next the reason i talk so much when i got the microphone is i'm trying to remember what i got to do afterwards <laughs> a lot of the time so a lot of the time it is just blagging but but and, and that's how i find um like the best way to be with doing promos and things um uh, like uh, the, the how i learned it again lances at uh, storms um the first we did two promo days the first day he told us on a friday 
that um, used, we're doing promo day Monday. Uh, we're going to do basically it gives us the outline of what he wants us to talk about, um, like the scenario, and then sort of introduce yourself as well, and then kind of like sort of do the next bit of this storyline thing. Anyway, so we had all weekend to prepare. And I must have written like a script and everything. And I'd spent the weekend like just sort of reading it over and just talking it over, getting in my head and all that kind of stuff. And it was all right. It was an average little promo and that kind of thing. And when we come to do it, it just, again, it was like phony, forced, fake, like just kind of, uh, and it was okay. It was blah, you know, like as Lance would say. But um, then the next time he did it, we got there to class one day and he was like, right, you guys, I'm going to give you 10 minutes and then you're all doing promo class. And, and what gets you about promo class is that, um, you're doing it in front of all your all your classmates and Lance. Lance is sat right there just looking at you, right? And like, it's like, I, I believe it or not, I, I'm a little shy. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I, if I'm going to go sing karaoke and stuff, I need a couple of, couple of drinks first. And then I'm not bad, you know, singing. But I'm just sort of a little bit stage shy. So I have yeah. to kind of get myself in a headspace or just force myself. And a lot of the time, it's just forcing yourself. Um, and there's all these little lessons you learn along the way. And anyway, and so Lance basically would just give us like 10 minutes and then you're all, you're all nervous and you're all like, oh. and, and, and I was just like, fuck it. I, I, I'm just not going to prepare anything and I'm just going to talk shit. And that's what I did. And I just basically, and I, that worked for me and it was, a, it was a much better promo. And I just took that lesson and just remembered that any time that I've been given a sort of like, say Mark, for example, is like, um, as, uh, I want you to just say a few things like, um, I say, okay, so what do you want it about? And he's like, well, roughly this. And, I'm like, okay, yeah. and I won't think about it again until I go out and have the microphone. Because it's pretty straightforward. You overthink those things. And there's just little kind of like little things you pick up, little things yeah. that Lance, Lance um, another thing he said was as well, and something I try to do is that when you start saying stuff and then the crowd start reacting to what you're saying, then, you know, take a minute, you know, and then just react to their reaction yeah. and not the reaction and then just keep that kind of going because what it is it's a game of back and forth between energy and um you just want to keep it going until it goes too little and then it's time to bring something else in and, and that kind of thing and it's just just little things like that with with, with promos and stuff but SFP are lucky in that respect. They've got you and Rob Lyas in the same faction, yeah. haven't they? So, you know, yeah. imagine the two of you cutting promos. You know, nobody else getting a word in their where you two? Well, nobody really knows. But so turns out, I didn't know this till like, uh, actually a few months ago, but Rob grew up in a place called Fuengarola, which is in Spain, uh, near Malaga. And I grew up in a place called Marbella, which is, like, not far away. It's, like, about 20 minutes away from each other. So, like, I know... I know the restaurant that is family owned and that and he speaks Spanish I speak Spanish we've actually got this whole little thing going and uh, didn't, didn't know about it but Rob's an excellent talker and he's a really really good worker yeah um, he's, a good, he's a good good wrestler I think like a lot like the, especially at UPW um, you guys have really had a chance to see him like like wrestle a lot and and he's he's always good and he's yeah, always entertaining yeah. and um, yeah and his matches with Jake were, were really good um, and that's, I think, before I went off on a million tangents, I think you said about, I said about Dan in the start. I'll just tie right back to that. But yeah. you can say the same thing about Dan. The more you see him, the better he gets. Oh. And he's had some real standout matches. The one he had with David Starr was a really, really good wrestling match. But like the really important thing about that was that Dan, everybody was looking at Dan at that match. That was everybody said, that was everybody saying, Dan, this is like, this is on you now, this, this match, you know, like, like everyone's watching you. Like everyone knows David Starr is really good. So if the match sucks, it's not David Starr. <laughs> um, well, was, no pressure then. Yeah. And well, that's what I mean. So it, it was like one of those things where Dan knew the pressure was there because it, it's Dan stepping up to the next level as a, as a performer. Yeah. And it was a big test and he, and he, and he knocked it out of the park. But um, I, do you guys remember a match he had with uh, Eddie, like at the start of his Canton. Yes, uh, where I I cost him with the yeah, with the that was fantastic. That was a brilliant yeah. match. That, match I think that was, was my match of the year, to be honest. Yeah, one of my matches of the year. It was really good, but the one thing that I, I remember, like that, my memory from the from the match was just the energy in 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 the building. Like, the atmosphere was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, they really thought Eddie was going to win, yeah. and 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 it was and like it was even more satisfying for me in that regard to be like to get in there and cost Eddie. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just. I remember just then I was like, "Wow, like Dan's really knocking that out of the park." Mm. It's, it's like as good as ever. Like as much credit as you give to Eddie for that. Like Dan, yeah, you yeah. know, fifty percent of it too because 
you know you work together to create something and uh, but yeah yeah dan 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 just goes from strength to strength and so does rob yeah and, and the more you see castle i mean like i've been i mean i i, I know about castle so like i know things you guys don't in terms of you haven't seen it yet but like he's a rembrandt like in the ring like he mm. can literally like he's so good um and he hasn't even like done a millionth of like what he can yeah. do yeah. because you know, in fairness, he came in as my as my heat though, as my 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 insurance policy. He did yeah, and I, yeah. I, I would have loved to have kept him as that, but it's you know like he he needs to be doing more. He's very good to be in the way, any like that really. Mm. Yeah, and it's yeah. unfortunate for me because like like it really works, you know, like having the two of us together, and uh, and you know obviously you know going forward, there's no reason why not, but like he's way beyond me. Like like he's 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 the kind of guy that needs to. That, that could do with the opportunity to to show it, you know. He's very old school, isn't he? Because he always stays in character, doesn't he? Uh-huh. Even, when he's out, even when he's out in the street, we've we've uh, been at a show. We were a show in Exeter, and he was with Callum, the ref, and we say hello to Callum, and he just pushes Callum on. Move. <laughs> yeah. Every uh, every day, <laughs> seven days a week, twenty four hours a day. Yeah. Uh, my funniest memory of you, you and you and Max, is when you were at Reach, and you had to, you were at the meeting and you had to go for a wee. So you go, to, you go to the toilet, Max follows you, he just stands there outside the toilets, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's steaming me in some compromising positions, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I dread to think. <laughs> but but yeah he's 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 super duper like um like uh, fantastic like when 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 he gets the opportunity to do more because he's he's he you could you could throw and again opinions my opinion that kind of thing but you could throw him in wherever wwe aw like wherever you want with whoever you want and mm. um and he'll he'll hold his own absolutely um, another little lance story from training is like so castle was the only one who was was a wrestler uh, you know like at the time we were all starting out and castle had been wrestling for like five or six years and um uh, lance and castle had a match and lance was like tweeting the shit out of it to regal and stuff afterwards like and trying to put like castle over basically like you know had this really good match and everything but the match was great and lance was just so impressed and and, and he knew it. i mean I, I don't know what's held it what's held him back he was in belgium for years and the scene there's not big. I've wrestled, <laughs> I've wrestled in Belgium, um, and uh, uh, it, 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 yeah, I mean, he got here. Unfortunately for him, if he got here two years before when I first got back, uh, yeah. say like 2016, that's when it was really rocking here. So like, uh, but he got here maybe like the tail end of 2017-ish, and uh, things were just starting to die down, you know. And, and that kind of ties in with Big League because if Big League was around a couple of years before. Mm then you know it would have been it would have been a massive success and uh, i mean a lot of people don't know the ins and outs but like lewis really got close to a couple of big things tv deal like you name it and it just until something happens and and it's official it's not happened and, yeah, you know, no. sometimes you have to learn that the hard way you know and, and and there's a lot of things but lewis lewis's vision was never to do small shows and do month to month and that kind of thing like like he was only interested and and again that's not knocking anything that 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 you know people that do do that because like that's the bread and butter and that's uh, you know there's not that's they're, they're great those those promotions um but lewis's idea was he wanted to do it big well i mean you know big league wrestling but yeah. bigger better you know, that kind of stuff and, and and make an impact and try and get it onto a tv uh, uh platform and 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 yeah, you know, it just just didn't quite happen. Um, but it would be so yeah. much better than a lot of what we see on TV now, wouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but the thing is, you can still check out some of the shows on 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 the library. You know, like there was all the shows were good. I mean, that's the one the one thing that 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 you could, that take away from that can be is that like, we always, I say we. I mean, Lewis was the person that you know put his hand in his pocket for everything, and that I just helped out where I could. But um, we like we did we put I, I like to think we put on a, a, a really good show every time and yeah. some shows I don't think have been bettered. Um, I, okay, I'm so totally biased, but like, I think we've done better shit than WWE and and and, and the, for my tastes, you know, like um, my the two shows that spring to mind for me to being the the, the cherries on the on the cake. Uh, the first, I don't know which one's better because they both have different different things. But one was Gold Rush, uh, the show in Exmouth Pavilions, yeah, because um, there was a storm outside that that, that yeah, day, yeah. and everyone was like batting in the hatches. There was a real energy in the building, 
and it was like a super hot episode of Nitro and Raw from the Attitude well, Era. Yeah, just everything was like bang, 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 bang. And it started off with Lion Kid and Josh Bodum, and they had a really good match, a really good cruiserweight style match. The crowd was so hot. And in fact, it started off with the introduction of um, of uh, of um, Harlem Bravado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Came out and did that amazing promo. Um, in the national anthem, didn't they? they? Had the national anthems going back and forth, and because like what again? And this is a testament to Harlem. Like Clint, he, I, I love the guy. He's so good. He's another guy that, by the way, should be at the top of any card in any promotion in the world. Um, uh, and I think him and Josh are the best commentary team I've ever heard. Um, but uh, uh, he came into that as a guy wearing a suit, holding a tag team title belt. With people going, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And within five minutes, he's got the entire building singing a national anthem against him doing his, you know, that kind of thing and booing and booing the hell out yeah. of him and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, there you go. I mean, that's that's a pro. That is a pro. And I I'd met him a few months before that uh, at doing an all star show, a holiday camp show, and uh, and I just we just picked him up and I was with Klondike and we did did a couple of shows and uh, I just told Lewis about him and I said he does this little promo it was brilliant he's on the holiday camps that kind of thing's like you know it's, it's, yeah. it works brilliant and um and yeah so so we, we, we brought him in and that day uh, I I picked Josh up two days before that from Heathrow then the next day picked up Ken Anderson the next day at Heathrow then from Heathrow drove Ken to a show for CSF in I don't know Western Supermare then drove from yeah. Western Supermare straight up to Liverpool to pick up Clint and then from Liverpool straight down to Exmouth to do the show. <laughs> and so Josh had like, that was his first time in England and he had like a proper like North to South Yeah, him and Clint, that was how they met, just in the car. So I, I, I did that deliberately, wanting them to spend a good four or five hours just yeah. getting to know each other so they could build up a rapport. And like, I'm not taking any credit for that because you know, there was no other way of getting everyone to the show anyway, but it was just a happy accident. Uh, yeah, but and it, and, it, and it worked out great. But back to that show, and that was when Ken super kicked uh, uh, Keaton, yeah, uh, the, yeah. Uh, the small person. Um, and Keats is great. Uh, uh, I mean, Keats was a was a red coat, I think, uh, buttons and yeah. things. But um, I'd known him back from the Pride days. He used to come watch the shows with his dad, and uh, and he, he's he's a real real nice guy. And um, <laughs> I remember his thought viral, viral, didn't it? Went viral, didn't it? That one. Yeah, it went it went viral. But my memory of that is being behind the curtain on my knees, kind of like I am now, with Ken super kicking me here, getting his range to hit like. <laughs> that, so that that was mine. And Lewis is just asking him like, "Hey, uh, Ken, how do you feel like super kicking a, a small person?" I say, and Ken's like, "Bro, I, I, I thought you'd never ask." <laughs> and, and that's how nobody's got Ken today. Yeah, and then and then the main event um, with with Alberto um, yeah. and and because uh, of course we had Paige there that show as well, didn't we? And, yeah, and yeah, she, yeah. She was, she, was, she was super hot with WWE stuff because she had the movie was announced and all that kind of thing. And and she was, I mean, I I, I don't know her and I, I've never met her. Um, I, I know people that know her through like the nights and stuff like that, but I never met her, and so I got nothing to say other than that when I met her at the show there and we spent ten minutes or so talking and stuff. But she seemed she seemed cool. For you know, for the ten minutes I was talking to him that, and um, but I, I mean, I got to know Alberto quite well. And, mm. Like, I mean, the dudes had some problems, you know. Like, I, I don't know about them. Yeah. I haven't spoke to him for a long time now, but mm. you know, so it, I, it's a different time in both of their lives, those two. But but yeah. with Alberto winning the belt there, no one saw it come in. The pop was huge, and it was just like great show and then grand slam was the other one because that was like wrestlemania every match a main event and every match was brilliant um yeah. my personal favorite feud from like a non me being in it standpoint was um eddie and uh chris andrews oh yeah uh, their their feud brilliant and the match they had was brilliant as well but just the whole the whole feud for me again my opinion but like i liked that version of eddie we had yeah. when he was a pissed off Eddie, you know, like yeah. he's not—he's still Eddie, but you know, he's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's angry. Got, Eddie was something to be old, wasn't it? Really, ang ang angry Eddie, and and the, his match with Chris was fantastic. Oh. And I mean, and Chris, and Chris, I mean, like probably the guy that I have the most respect, gratitude, and respect for, um, like of my kind of short wrestling career, um, because he was when I first came in um, from tra fresh from Lance's and I got within a, like two three weeks I'm doing shows with Pride and I just got chucked into a tag team with Chris because I don't think Chris had much to do even because he'd been a champion recently so they just they I think Chris was the champion at that point and so Chris was they put me in a tag with him and it was great because all I had to do was just like get my ass kicked for 
pretty much the whole match, which is nice and easy. And just tag Chris, and Chris comes yeah. in and smashes everyone, and then the crowd yeah. is happy, and we go home, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I learned a lot from Chris in, in the short time that we were we were tagging together. He, he's brilliant. And and what? Lewis called him the franchise for good reason, because mm-hmm. if Big League had gone on, say like uh, like till you know now and everything, and it become bigger and better, um, Lewis did have designs as Chris being the guy, you know, as uh, like to beat you know the Alberto yeah. to beat the, oh, yeah. the, the names. Um, yeah. I mean, it, oh, don't get me wrong, Max did. Um, this is the kind of before Max did was in the conversation uh, because he yeah. wasn't working for the like. This is at the beginning, Lewis is, and and Lewis did always stay with that with Chris, but then Chris obviously like. He was stepping away and things, so that Mac, you know, you and Lewis sort of went with with the idea with Mac, with Max did, but Chris Andrews was always the plan A. Mm. But you're on about tag teams and team t- team UPW when you tagged up with SFP and took on Team Big League, they had a bit of an expected out from Jake McCluskey to win, didn't they? The five on five, but last year, but there's been a fair bit of animosity between you guys and Jake as lockdown comes things between you and. Jake, or, or do you still have a, have a finished business with him? Well, I've, I've not seen him. <laughs> you know, I, I, I must admit, I've not really given him too much thought. Uh, we still haven't had a, a, a... I know Jake wasn't very happy that um, I accidentally hit him over the head with that cash-in case <laughs> and uh, uh, helped Dan win the title. Um, but we never really, you know, we never really settled that that uh, conversation so we haven't had a match uh, yet um i know but because he's been too busy with rob and you know like we are close as a unit but we, we do tend to leave like sort of blood feud to, to each other to some degree you know we're all about fairness it's in the name serious, well, play. Yeah. <laughs> serious fair play <laughs> um, you know we're thinking of a, a nice baby face rather than there well you never uh, know <laughs> Yeah, and 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 so so yeah. I mean, if you know, if Jake's got a problem going go coming for going forward, then then we'll we'll deal with it. You know, um, it's not not an issue. You know, the the main thing on the agenda is to to have all the gold. So, you know, there's a there's a case of the tag team titles to win, and and uh, Dan. Um, I mean, we're hoping that Mark sees sense and just gives Dan the championship back, like like he should. So, um, I, can you foresee a time when you could? All four of you could hold belts, like the tag team titles, Adam Maxted's title, and then um, the vacant UPW title? Possibly, yeah. Well, I mean, certainly. I, didn't, I wasn't thinking about Maxted's title there, because when you said that, I was thinking one of us is going to have to win the women's title. I can see you with a wig on. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have to wear a wig. You know, sometimes, you know, I, I just identify as uh, a, 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 a woman, maybe, uh, for yeah. a showdown. And, um, yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't know. I kind of prefer the, the, the Chris O'Connor championship. You know, it looks a little prettier. <laughs> but, you know, we'll have to win the women's title, too. So if I'm not going to win it, we might have to look and have to start scouting a little bit, yeah. see, see, uh, see yeah. what we can find in the, in the female department to, to bring wow. some more gold in. I'm sure they're, um, I'm sure they'll be lining up to join SFP. Mm. Yeah, exactly, and uh, exactly with you know lookers like Castle and and Rob and uh, Dan McGee, and there's going to be a lot of ladies lining up. I'm sure there will be. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there will be. And uh, so the five on five match with Big League ended up in a win for UPW, but afterwards there were very emotional scenes with Big League President Lewis Rossiter making an emotional speech in the ring. So have you spoken to him much since then and has he forgiven you? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, uh, I think he got uh, all he needed to say out of him when he, when he uh, had that, that speech. It was quite cathartic for him. Um, I mean, uh, I, we did uh, have lunch today um, at my father's. He was mediating between the two of us. I still require access to my nephews, my, my, my nieces. So, uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're fine, and and you know he's going to Abu Dhabi, so yeah, you know I I, I kind of uh, sort of I won in the end. Really. Yeah, yeah. I saw you've driven you've driven around the country. That's what you've done. Yeah, I've driven him <laughs> all the way to Abu Dhabi, and now now this tower is all all mine. Yovo was never big enough for the both of you, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. But, but, but yeah, yeah, things are cool. Oh, that's good. But at the last UPW show, Rebellion, Rob Lars lost to Simon Miller. And they had backstage footage, didn't they, uh, from UPW they put out. And it was getting quite heated, actually, between all four of you. 
and it's ended up seeming that Max Castle was getting a lot of the blame for Rob's defeat. Uh, is there is there um, any trouble brewing between SFP, or are you all a happy ship? Uh, we're a happy ship, you know. But uh, you, look, you'd, we've all saw what we saw, you know. And 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 unfortunately for Max, he did he did make he make a boo boo, you know. And and um, it's not the first time. That, that that he's done that um we have you know we've had discussions you know we, we are a a, a a democracy somewhat um but you know he doesn't really have much of an argument because he doesn't speak so it's hard to defend himself but he doesn't say nothing is it really but yeah you see exactly exactly he has to express himself with eyebrows or in the form of dance maybe you know that'd be something wouldn't it but but yeah, I mean, Rob got powdered, didn't he? And and, and uh, I, I, that wasn't the first time. I mean, we you know, we were talking about David Starr and Dan McGee before. There was there was the chair gate, you know, where he uh, he, he slides slides that chair in a little bit too too much, miscalculated, and um, we're you know minus a gold belt. So mm. there's, I mean, let's just say we've had we've had conversations, but we're we're a happy camp. So you can't wait to get back and sort of kick some backside then? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm totally buzzing to get back in the ring and, and, and mm. you know, just like sort of just get in there and, and see a lot of people you haven't seen for a while and, and, and it would just do good to throw yourself around a little bit and, and you know, get, get a bit bruised up. You know, it's, um, it's, been, it's been too long mm. uh, uh, for that. When was the last show? The last UPW oh, show was February, yeah, Rebellion, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It feels so long ago, right? Mm. Yeah, that is it. I mean, realistically, you're probably not going to have a show there till maybe February anyway. And, and mm. you know, who, who who knows? I mean, I don't want to be, you know, <laughs> like pessimistic. But it's definitely not going to be this year, is it? Be a show. Mm. No. Um, I mean, I've heard, I've, I've heard a bit of talk here and there. I know that, like, a while ago, the, the initial idea was, say, November. Um, yeah. And that, like, um, I think that kind of this is before the football stadiums in this country got told they couldn't have fans back in. Mm -hmm. uh, I think then it kind of changed, and then it was like maybe December, January, and then J January is the last talk I heard. But then that was before all this next lockdown stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Um, it's very much just we'll see. Like yeah. nobody knows what's going to happen. So. And and to be fair, like so some some other guys are doing stuff. I I think I saw something. Dave One Eye sent me something um, about Reach doing something Reach at Show. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, just their so, academy guys mm. with no fans or anything, and mm. yeah, yeah. yeah it's which, been really which, good. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a good idea. I mean, I, I, there's, there were some talks um, with myself and, and Lewis and, and, and a few others about uh, doing something a little bit like what AJ and Taker did um, for their WrestleMania yeah. thing. And we had the idea to maybe do like a farm again show and do it at a farm and and have you know like a few matches and film them like in that yeah. kind of a way and and, and do some cool. Yeah. I mean the thing is I'm full of ideas, but actually getting stuff done on the other hand is not my fault. Hey, sometimes <laughs> so like and and also like with lockdown and, and not just like lockdown now, but just the, the circumstances as they are, it's mm. not straightforward mm. to go put something together and do something you know um, at the moment. Yeah. So. It is what it is, really. I never thought it would go on this long, though, to be honest no. with you. When they locked us down in February, March, I thought, well, three months, and we'll be back at shows be, by the end of the year. Just going to be three weeks. That's yeah. fine. That's nothing. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah. It'll all be over. Yeah, exactly. It was never going to be three weeks. No, no. no. Looking back, what uh, was it? No. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... It's all part of the agenda. So, looking forward to when shows resume, whenever that may be, um, do you have a message at all for the UPW management or locker room or even for the fans? Uh, well, uh, okay, so let's start with uh, the locker room. Um, I quite like our locker room in fairness. So I, do you know what? I, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be nice because do you know what? I, I, actually, yes. No, hold on. Kid ref. Kid ref, right? A couple of things. One, he voted Labour and Jeremy Corbyn. Let's just start with that. So did I. <laughs> yeah. But two, two, Kid Ref is retired. Mm. And um, the problem there is, is that his nan used to make sandwiches for us all. And <laughs> we'd have loads of sandwiches in, in the back. So, uh, Mark, yeah, the locker room's going to have to get together and think about what we're going to do for, for that. 
Um, well, perhaps you still show up just to make your sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would like that. I think that's right. Um, so sandwiches are important, um, but yeah, no. Do you know what? I'm, I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone because it's, you know, even have friendly faces and not so friendly faces. You know, it's um, like it's always. I've said the word energy quite a lot, but there's, there's always a lot of energy shows, you know, from everyone. And it's like, and not just the, the boys and the girls, the people you wrestle with and stuff, but like the people you see at the shows, the fans and, and everybody. And there's, there's lots of people that help out as well and that. And it's just, um, it's, it's, it's good camaraderie. And like, it's just one thing that I suppose with lockdown and everything is um, a little, there's uh, a, a lack of that like going on really in your day-to-day life. And, 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 and you notice it sort of a little bit more. And I just yeah, just want to get back in and 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 like I say like create a little bit of noise. You know, I one one thing I've never done uh, is really give it hundred <laughs> percent. I sound like a proper right like you know rah rah guy, don't I? But um, <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of in my nature to like half ass, you know, because otherwise I'll be the president of Mars right now. Because like if I went full at something, I, I could do it, you know. But um, I, I before I say so I'm thirty six, so like I don't plan on like hanging them up. Like I'm gonna go till my body says no basically so i'm thinking like 50s and um and gonna be the new UK dominator. sorry gonna be the new uk dominator yeah oh yeah 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 and, you know to be fair i learned a bit, a bit with him as well like i wrestled a few times with him down in pride like i like dom um yeah. and, and, he, and, and he does shows as well don't he? He, he he promotes shows but but yeah 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 he's he's decent dom he's, 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 he's brilliant for that traditional kind of crowd that um i don't mean to be insulting but like the holiday camp in particular because like he's real good at that kind of like oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know he gets them going and, and he reminds he always, me of phil powers yeah like he always finds a way to wind the crowd up yeah normally normally yeah, exactly. when i'm there he normally picks on chris daly that always winds the crowd up <laughs> You know, yeah, I saw him outside walking around. He's claiming benefits. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he, he's one of those that can that can make you laugh. Oh, and, um, yeah. and, and and when you're working with him as well, like he's he's nice and snug. Um, you know, like uh, and that's how I like it. Um, I, I don't, you know, he's he's nice and snug, and, and and you know what you're doing. He protects you, and 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 you learn you learn one or two things. In yeah. fact, there's still one or two things he taught me that I haven't shown yet, and and that was to the point actually. Is that there's a whole bunch of shit that I haven't done in the ring because like half the time I just I'm having fun doing what I'm doing, and I forget <laughs> to like <laughs> oh yeah I can do this and I can yeah. do that and I can do that. So there's like a whole bunch of stuff, and like I got so many ideas. Like I'm literally I've got notepads full of ideas and of little move set little, little little things I want to try do and little angles little 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 things. I got and not just for me. I got ideas for everyone. Um, and, and that's the thing, like I say, about being a team team player uh, yeah. is, is that I, I I enjoy the group, you know. So mm. uh, like I got I, I'm looking forward to getting back involved and just like exactly that, getting back involved. Yeah, but I know I know from you saying about your ideas when you came out of the Win Canton show once and you sort of slithered to the ring on all fours, like you know you slithered <laughs> past everybody, and that was amazing. That was fantastic. That was. Yeah. You know? uh, everybody chucking it, little rubber uh, sweetie snakes at you, didn't you? Eh. Yeah, it, it just, it, I mean, stuff like that, just the idea hit me when I was stood there and I just thought, I'll try this and, yeah. and it worked. And, and I, I, maybe, there, I, maybe there's a lot of guys that um, don't kind of do that. Like, you know, like they might feel like they, they want to protect themselves to be too serious sometimes, I think maybe. And, and for some guys you need to be, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not like Mr. Super Serious. Oh, Gareth Bale. I don't, I don't want to know a Spurs story again. <laughs> when you were saying about ideas, I thought you were going to say about the masks that time. When yeah. Was, was it Dan and Adam? Yeah, when you, when you oh, came out with Trump one. and Boris masks at a show in Yeovil. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, in hindsight, I'd have burned the Boris Johnson mask, but um, the Trump one, we'd have got two. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, uh, like, I mean, that that was literally just... I don't even know why I had the idea from that. I, I and I, I just picked up a couple of masks. I think I just saw them in a shop. I was just like, oh, oh that'd be all right to come out of the ring with. Yeah. So, so, it so worked really well. Quite, yeah. It really quite, did work quite well. Yeah. Well, there were other choices. There was like Theresa May. Um, I can't. Oh, there, was, there, there were a few. There was a Hulk Hogan one actually as well. <laughs> well enough. Yeah. Yeah, there it's was a whole stuff so. that would like it would only really work for SFP. Mm, like yeah. that time when Rob came out with his cup of tea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but the thing really with that is, is that's for real. Like Rob was literally had a cup of tea in his hand, he was drinking because he just got it. <laughs> and yeah. And our music hit, and he's like, "Oh shit, I got to go out there." Yeah, but it looked, it looked so good when he just walked out with a cup of tea in his hand. It just fit yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I, I suppose, in fairness, like, and that may be like a testament to Mark a little bit, is that he gives us a little bit of leeway that, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I suppose if you, I don't know, take someone more serious, uh, Psycho Phil, you know, he's a psycho, he's probably not going to come out with a cup of tea in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless he knocks it over somebody's head. <laughs> Uh, we'd be like biting the cup. You know, yeah. Or like that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. We were doing a meet and with Phil the other day, or we, the before other day. lockdown. And we, we were, Kirsty was having a bit of a row with Rob, you know. Oh, no. And then, yeah, and then she, she walked around the corner because she forgot it was in, it wasn't the way in the meet and greet. And the first person she saw was Psycho looking down at her. And she's like, mm. <laughs> I was a bit scared of him. Yeah. <laughs> I had no qualms about having a go yeah, with Rob. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's been yeah, a pleasure. Well, uh, yeah, Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, you too, guys. No, you, yeah. No, I was just going to say, yeah, like, like Phil's, Phil, Phil does have that serious side to him. Yeah, he's lovely, though. He's nice to talk to. I, I probably they? wouldn't try and uh, wind him up. I best not to, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a lovely guy. <laughs> Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, Adam. Yeah, thank you. You know, but I do think that lockdown's mellowed you. You're not half as nasty as what you used to be. Well, it's because I haven't got a chance to get real wound up yet. You know, <laughs> right. except for your bet. Yeah. <sighs> so you keep reminding me. That now, now, yeah. Just wait till that show, Kirsty, because you might be getting too. You <laughs> said it, not me. <laughs> I, I like stirring the pot. I don't want any more beer spat in my face. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll tell you what hurts, cider getting spat in your eyes. Yeah? Like, yeah, that one does. <laughs> like, that, that was a legit couldn't see you for a few minutes. I bet, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, not nice. Anyway, thank you very much, Adam. Yeah, thank you. You take care. See no, you soon, mate. Thank you, guys. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. Thank take you. care. See you later. Take care. Stay safe. Thank you for checking out our interview with Adam De Silva. We hope you guys liked it. And of course, a massive, massive thanks to Adam for taking the time to sit and chat with us. We will be back next week with another interview. Um, we do have a couple more of these lined up, uh, which we're really looking forward to. Um, as always, let us know if there's anybody that you'd like us to chat to and we'll see if we can make it happen. Thanks again. And as always, we'll speak to you guys again soon.